Gavin Sheets, lefty thunder, ties the ball game. Now he's on his way to third, look at the wheels. Again, the Sox flip a ball game late against the Astros. Center field. Thomas back on the hitter. This game is over. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Gier, and Hawksford with you on a Wednesday. Ton to get to today. Uh, Pat Maldonado is going to join us later in the show. Vegas Maddie later on. We'll talk about the contest out in Vegas with Superbook, uh, Superbook Picks Contest, the Survivors, all that's coming up in this show. A lot of NFL today, hard knocks last night. We start with some baseball, though, including some plays of ours. The Marlins team total over. The streak is broken. Adley Rushman down to 3-1 to one to win the AL uh, Rookie of the Year. And, uh, and some fun baseball, including in Chicago last night, Joe. We played that up. It was not exactly the you know one nothing classic pitchers duel, but that was a fun game. White Sox come back and win again last night over the Astros. Uh, certainly a very fun game. Yeah, it's not what people were expecting. I think we mentioned that at one point that a lot of times in these regular season ace versus ace things get built up one and two in the Cy Young race it doesn't quite up live up to uh, what you were expecting. And I and I felt that was the case, even though Verlander does what he does and he goes deep into the game. And both end up going under on the strikeout prop. Both go over on the earned runs prop. Both go over on the hits prop. But it wasn't like both of them were terrible. The total ends up pushing. The uh, the odds makers are right on that with the number of seven. And once again, Yoan Moncada comes through late. The guy's had an awful season. Make no mistake about it. But uh, last couple games, he's really come through in the clutch. Some big spots to help win these games. And, you know, Verlander's uh, lead, according to the odds, increased. I don't know that it should have. You look at the ERA, it's 209 to 195 now. The K's per nine, we know Cease has a big advantage. Counting stats, uh, strikeouts, huge advantage for, for Cease. The, the one thing is, though, Verlander has a, has a pretty significant lead with two fewer starts in the innings pitched. So, but they go from, at BetMGM, Minus 128 to minus 250. At minus 250, th- those odds suggest that Verlander has a 71% chance of winning the Cy Young. I think that's a little too rich with all the uh, all the baseball that's left. Like I, I could easily see Cease surpassing him in ERA, which uh, we, we've seen how Verlander has been trending recently. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, look, Verlander was the favorite yesterday. Cease didn't outduel him yesterday and have a dominant game. So I understand why Cease is not the favorite this morning. But Aaron, mm-hmm. I still think that's up for grabs. Dylan Cease could win the Cy Young. I mean, that's not that. That's not, it's not out of the question. I don't think Verlander wrapped it up last night by any means. No, I mean, I think I think Joe O's point is right that it is a little bit rich. So I think D- Dylan Cease definitely could still win it. Yeah, I mean, it, this goes down to the end. I mean, last night, t- to me, didn't appreciably change anything. They're both great pitchers. They both have their excellent ears. That was just last night the White Sox came back at the end. Well, 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 maybe it changed one thing, and I'm not talking about C's Verlander. I'm talking about the AL Central. Every other mm. sports book, at least in Illinois, made the White Sox a favorite after last night. Every single one. Uh, the Guardians, wow. slight favorite over at MGM, plus 150. Yeah. 
plus 160 for the White Sox. Cleveland still has a lead. White Sox are one game back in the division. They're one game back of the wild card. Friday, the White Sox were the third favorite. Today, they're the favorite in the division at a lot of books. Yeah, I mean, I would look right now. Um, I, I, I like the White Sox and the Guardians. I think it's it's going to come down to those two. I've never loved the Twins. Mm-hmm. They were just the best of the of the middle of the mediocre division. But I think the Guardians are consistent, and I think the White Sox are on on the rise here. I mean, it's funny. Two teams we talked about them two weeks ago. Like who could be this year's Braves, middling five hundred and then take off. We mentioned two yeah. teams. White Sox were in that conversation, and I still don't know if it could happen. But we mentioned them, and we also mentioned the Giants. Walk off home run last night. Paul Aspen and I checking in with each other's futures at 1240 in the morning, Eastern time, as I sent him a, a, a video of Brandon Crawford's walk-off home run. So this is that time of year where these teams make those moves. Well, we're talking about teams on the rise, but we also have to talk about the Yankees. They lose again. The Yankees are mm-hmm. the third worst team in baseball since the All-Star break. And the crazy thing is, the odds don't really change when it comes to them. I mean, they're still, what, the third favorite to win the World Series? And they're in a free fall right now. And the odds haven't significantly changed. It's the first time in franchise history where the Yankees have had any seven-game stretch with nine runs or fewer. I mean, that is terrible. In their last seven games, the Yankees have nine runs scored. Um, Their offense Mm -hmm. has just been so bad. There are only two teams in Major League Baseball that have a worse record than the Yankees since the All-Star break. That's the Pirates and the Tigers. So this is crazy what's happening with the Yankees. They lose again. Aaron, you're right. It is crazy. They've been bad. I mean, they've been bad for a while now. Not just not good. They've been bad for a while now. I don't know, Joe, to Aaron's point on the odds. What, what are the books supposed to do, right? They're, they're still about a double digits yeah. up in the division, up, right? You, if you drop them, like they're om- – they're, I was going to say guaranteed. They're almost guaranteed to be in the playoffs, right? They're, they're getting a buy. They're getting a buy, right? So with that, it's hard to drop them down because you know they're already yeah. – they're in the playoffs. That, that's hard, but they're, they look awful right now. I mean, they can't beat anyone. Their pitching has gone backwards. And how about this? I saw uh, some Yankees fans posting about the curse of Joey Gallo. They get rid of Joey Gallo. Oh. Obviously, oh. obviously stunk in New York, right? He just He's one of those guys who couldn't play in New York. He's hit for the Dodgers. I mean, Jake's been on this, but I saw other people tweeting about it too. He's hit for the Dodgers, home run last night. The Dodgers, I think, are 12-1 and since he got there, and the Yankees can't win. The curse of Joey Gallo is striking over uh, with the Yankees. They're, they look terrible. Yeah, 2-11 and 11 since then. They can't score. Now, this is also normal. The way they were playing to that level, there's no way that was going to continue, and it was where they're going to tumble. Teams can't do this over the course of an entire season, and it's happening now. If you're a Yankees fan, don't you want it to happen now? You don't want it to happen next month. You certainly don't want it once we're, uh, things really get rolling into mid-October. But what's changing the odds? Back to the division. Yesterday, what were we talking about the Rays at? 200? Yep. They're 50. That Today. Paul Aspen money came in. That Paul Aspen Let's money came in. Let's go. I mean, I try to tell you guys at 500. I mean, 50 still a long shot. But 
there was there was value there. And they're the third favorite in the division. Now the second favorite, Toronto, 25. Wow. 25 to 1. And the Rays are 50. Man, I suddenly the some of these division races are becoming more interesting. And you know, I'm the guy that's been saying the only one that's close is AL Central because they all suck. But now it's like actually interesting. And there are so many AL teams that are in the mix for those wildcard spots. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to make it a fun race down the stretch. So we have an AL yeah. East that looks like it might it might give us something to watch down the stretch. The other thing last night, both Julio Rodriguez and Adley Rushman hit home runs in their games. But oh, Rushman, oh, game-tying oh, home run for Adley, threw a runner out trying to steal. Um, the, the, the buzz is, is really picking up this last two weeks for Adley Rushman. He's down to three to one this morning. We took him at forty-five to one. Adley Rushman is at three to one to be the American League Rookie of the Year. Forty-five to one last week. Mm-hmm. I see a plus two fifty. A plus two fifty. Forty-five to one earlier last week. Crazy. Twenty to one, like three Crazy. days ago. Yeah, it was twenty to one this week. It was twenty-one this weekend. And that was a big move. And now we're down to three. Like people just suddenly catching up, paying attention to what Baltimore's doing. Uh, yeah. So Baltimore with a big win again on the road last night. A lot of those that we mentioned the Tampa one, Detroit with a big win at Cleveland coming through late. Fascinating. Um, Say my your Marlins. I just, I just started to. Your Marlins team total finally hit. Finally. So um, I was watching that game and they got to three, yeah. I think, in the fourth inning. And I was I was waiting because last, <laughs> last time I think it was a Degrom start. I texted Jake at like with five strikeouts. We needed five and a half or six. Like, and I it didn't happen. So I didn't say anything. I just waited. They didn't score again until the eighth inning. They, they had three in the fourth. They were I was riding high, and then I was like, oh no, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to sit at three the entire game? But then they got that fourth run and beat the Padres, who continue to sputter. And, you know, Paul was offended that I was going against his Giants and he talked me into first five Arizona instead of full game. So thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Because that's a winner. You are welcome. Listen, it's an even year in San Francisco. We got magic going on out there. Walk off home run, second time in three days. Part of our text exchange was, so I was leaving the Sox game and it's one nothing. There's two outs. I see Estrada coming up. I was like, I'm not looking at the game cast anymore. Sure enough, I like get in the car, get a ride home. And uh, as we're getting in, I just see my phone start blowing up with text from Joe G. I was like, you know what? As soon as I saw Estrada coming up to the plate, the guy that hit the walk-off a couple days ago felt pretty good, had full faith. This is going to be a fun, fun run. Wait, well, let, let's not bury the lead. You were in the house last night? You were on the I south was. side for the game? I was. How- awesome atmosphere. Yeah. Awesome atmosphere. It, I felt it through the television after the first pitch. I'm like... Man, it's electric down there. You could yes. feel it. It felt like a playoff atmosphere just from home. And Joe G, to give you a little bit of a, like, Philly, Southside Chicago, same fan base. Like, mm. same fan base. Like, when, when the team is good, is electric in those stadiums. And it was, I mean, I think the Southside, when the Southside is good, it's good for baseball. It doesn't get as much as, you know, love as the Northside. But, like, that is a fun park to be in. They're still losing the next two and two of three in Cleveland, but <laughs> it was it was a fun night. Yeah, it was a good night of baseball last night. I, I enjoy watching. It, yeah. it did feel electric just watching on TV from here. I mean, it just felt like that was an atmosphere in that park last night. So a lot of baseball last night. Fun stuff with the playoff races and award races. 
We did get some uh, news on Zach Wilson's knee. It, it's actually the anti-Jets. It turned out to be okay for them. No significant damage for Zach Wilson. Now it's a bone mm-hmm. bruise, two to four weeks. I don't think he's playing the opening week. I mean, that's what opening week is. We're less than four full weeks away from no. the opener. No, they. He's not. Playing they. I think Schefter said they plan on Flacco, right? Yeah. Wait. So so is it now flipped? Is the healing power the power of the MILF? Is that what mm. we're saying? Has it now Could flipped? <laughs> Someone hmm. has to ask Zach Wilson if he comes back early. <laughs> Did this have anything to do with that other thing? See what he says. God. Jets are seven point <laughs> dogs week one right now with the idea of Flacco probably in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go against the Jets. I don't Whatever. I, I don't have them as like a top five play. We're going to go over week one. And there's been some significant line movement that we need to discuss. Oh. My goodness. If you're not paying attention, if you're if you're in deep on preseason, these uh, week one lines have been moving. And there's I think there's some opportunity out there right now that I don't think is going to be there once we're uh, three weeks down the road and we're at week one. Yeah, we'll get to all that coming up. Our next segment, all the line one, uh, week one line movement we've seen so far. Just quickly on the last thing on the Wilson thing, I feel like people hear bone bruise, they feel like, oh, everyone's out of the woods. Bone bruises can be tricky. Like they could take weeks to heal. Like it's not damage that he's going to be out for two months. But Aaron, I'm not sure when we see Zach Wilson. He it might be he might miss a couple weeks of the regular season, if not more than that. Yeah, I would think so too. Like why rush them back in a bone bruise is kind of one of those things. It's like, there's no exact timetable on it. You've just got to wait and see everyone heals a little bit differently. So I don't know why you rush him out there unless you feel like you have to absolutely have to. Yeah. And they can, I mean, they have, they have Flacco. Um, I, this is a bigger conversation, but I just feel like it needs to be mentioned because it was newsworthy yesterday. Are we going to have to deal with this again? We're going to have to bet last minute because of quarterback questions with COVID. Drew Locke announced yesterday. Probably. I mean, we saw I, Kurt I, got it last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the difference. There's no restrictions. There's no like rules. Like, you know, they don't have to be, there's nothing like, oh, they have to be different rules, different players like other years, the last couple of years. But the bottom line is if you test positive for COVID a couple of days for a game, you're out. Right, like you're out. You're out. It's it's this. It's that's not changing now. Every little other thing changes, and it's it's obviously not as. Um, I'm trying to think of the right words. It's not it's taken as seriously as it was two years ago in terms of like player has to stay away for 15 days or 10 days. But you said it with Drew Locke. He's not playing Thursday, so yes, this it's going to happen. I mean, we already got a starter this last week, Kirk Cousins. It will happen. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily. Right here in the BetQL Network, we'll dive into week one line movements. What have we seen the last couple days? We'll bring it to you next on the BetQL Network.